Hello, welcome to some prose and a poem. And welcome back to my subscribers. If you're not familiar with this podcast, uh, then welcome, welcome if this is your first time listening. Um, and to my subscribers who've been with me for the long haul, welcome back. This is a place where I talk about what I want to talk about, along with some poetry I feel inspired by, and that may or may not be relevant to what I want to talk about. So there's that. Um, if you are a new subscriber, welcome. If you know anyone that might be interested in the content here, as I usually post weekly uh, poetry or like I have a quote of the month or um, like, for instance, for my paid subscribers, I'm doing something called Poetry in Motion, which is a mindfulness practice, along with um, them receiving a video content, along with the audio. So yeah, if you're interested, send this forward this to whoever might be interested in listening and tuning in and reading some of what I've been writing, along with some of my favorites. So let's dive in for the topic for this month, which is to me, it just came to me as I was talking to my business partner and um, going through some things that I've been experiencing. Boundaries versus walls. So social media has the effect of amplifying things that without context, and by that, I mean, there's a lot of talk about I'm seeing. I mean, I'm primarily on Instagram and Twitter, which is becoming a cesspool, but anyway. <laughs> and the there's narrative around boundaries. Everyone's setting boundaries. What does your what do your boundaries look like? What does a boundary mean to you? And people feeling like they're setting boundaries, myself included, right? And so, I mean, in this life, we know some things are certain. We are born and we die, right? We're born, we live a little, and then we transition. And so I want to start that conversation about boundaries and walls with a poem from the We Moon calendar for 2023 that I really like, and it's entitled, You Were Born. Just taking in these words, you were born. You were born at the dark of the moon, eyes gazing up at the stars, unknown to the world, sheltered among the redwoods, in the heart of a city. You were born during strange times, but our grandmothers saw this coming and their grandmothers and their grandmothers. So under the slightest light of a crescent glimmer, they birthed and mended and dreamed up what it might be that we would need to transform and be transformed by these strange and heartbreaking and hopeful times. And you were born at the dark of the moon, but there was a murmuration of grandmothers there pulling back the veil of night so that a crescent light could guide you home, so that weathered hands could hold the shape of you, so that their wisdom might glimmer 
upon your brow. There's two things in this poem. Well, there's many things. I, I, I absolutely love it. But there's two things in particular I want to address. The first part of this poem, unknown to the world, sheltered among the redwoods. Like the redwoods are the boundary, right? In the heart of a, of, of a city. Weathered hands could hold the shape of you so that their wisdom might glimmer upon your brow. There's a difference between boundaries and walls, wisdom and information, I'll say. There's a lot of information <laughs> out here, a lot, a ton of it, a ton of it with this AI coming on with Google. There's a lot, so much information that isn't validated. I'm putting my researcher hat on because I'm, I'm a former researcher. Well, you're never a former researcher. There's so much information that needs to be digested fully. And I think people touch the information, they read it and then they think that they can duplicate it. And so what you get is a watered down situation, system, project, event, based on that information that has not truly been digested, that it has not truly been embodied. And so I want us to think about that for a moment as I talk about boundaries and walls. Many of us think, oh, you know, my, my dad is really needy, he's, you know, a narcissist, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I need to set a boundary, but he's my father. I need him. I need to take care of him. He doesn't have anyone to take care of him. What is your responsibility in setting up a boundary, right? So the difference, I'm going to say that the difference between boundaries and walls, which are two essential constructs of our human nature, boundaries and walls. Boundaries are healthy and flexible. Walls are rigid and static. So if there's violence in the home, if you're if you're if you've dealt with abuse growing up, if there's anger behind that, if there's the fight, fight, freeze, fawn energy behind that those lines between boundaries and walls become blurred. So if you have a lot of dysfunction, I think there's dysfunction on many levels in, in, in every family. But if that dysfunction has poured into you as an adult and has permeated, then that's that's a high level of dysfunction. So in full transparency, I haven't had that high level of dysfunction, but I've had many friends who have had high levels of dysfunction and are still kind of working through that. Walls are created when a person feels like they need to defend themselves. They need to defend themselves from something, from a person. This person may be, may be unbeknownst to them, a place or a thing, defending themselves, defense. 
not defining who you are or who you be. Walls completely or can completely shut off a person from important healthy connection, preventing them from communicating their feelings, preventing them from sharing their feelings. That's a wall. And that is steeped in dysfunction. And that is steeped in, you know, a lack of communication. Like silence is not setting a boundary. It's not neutrality. It communicates emotional distance or disapproval. It's a wall. And it's a wall of defense, not defining. So this is where I love to say, well, maybe there's a Venn diagram that can be shown here where on one part of that circle, there's the boundary, the other part, there's a wall. And then in between where the Vesica Pisces meets, maybe there's some stuff in between, right? Maybe the boundary is actually a barrier in disguise. So anytime there's some type of rule, um, restriction, requirement, then you might want to look like, you want to look at that as a wall or a barrier. Boundaries are definitely necessary. They're essential and they're healthy and they help, help to strengthen the health of any relationship. But a wall, a barrier will have the opposite effect. So the challenge becomes knowing when to decipher between a barrier and a boundary, knowing when to decipher between what's a wall and what is a boundary, right? Boundaries are supposed to free you. Boundaries give you the space to cultivate who you truly are, who you truly be, and who your true self is. It gives you more space and levity for opportunity. You established a boundary. A wall is often imposed by someone else and limits the options of someone else. They restrict the person to what others want them to be. They, 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 they are restrictive. Boundaries are clear, they're consistent. Barriers change and are often based on the, the situation. Boundaries are protective because you're protecting yourself from something. This can also be a prevention. They may also prevent us from something as well, but so can a wall. 
So that's when the I, I would say the Venn diagram comes into play. So how can we avoid walls? I would say communication is key. However, you want to learn how to set healthy boundaries. If you have a lot of dysfunction in your family and boundaries were like non-existent and boundaries, nobody really knows the definition of a boundary. You know, I hope this information is landing because I feel like people just don't know that, oh, I'm setting a boundary. And you see all this stuff on social media. This person needs to set a boundary. All the boundaries, I've set a boundary because these people, okay, if these people were on the front row of your life, then you can communicate to that person why this is happening. And so often, and I mean, to be honest, because I've set boundaries, even when you say, this is, I think you need to do this. This is a deal breaker for me. Perhaps you need to do A, B, or C. And that person chooses not to do it. Then I'm like, you've communicated <laughs> what your expectations are. And, and you know, the other person, whether that's a friend or a family member, doesn't have to abide by that. So that's the other thing. You know, everybody's their own person. But you know what you need to create healthy boundaries. Here's the difference between, I believe, walls. Well, I just want to get into walls. Walls avoid intimacy. Walls avoid uh, vulnerability. Walls set up a situation where you control others. Walls make it so you refuse to speak to anyone about anything personal or what's going on. Walls... Um, say no most of the time without saying, okay, well, why? Walls are rigid with expectations of others. So expectations will be the death of the human, <laughs> of the humans, okay? Expectations, we all expect people to act a certain way or do a certain thing. And when our expectations of that person, which you may have gotten glimmers of, you know, for five years, and then the expectations are like, okay, I want this person to be this way. And they're not because perhaps that person is changing or you're changing, then you're you're really being rigid with that. Isolating yourself when you're upset. So again, that goes back to not communicating. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries have clearly defined standards around what type of behavior you're gonna, you'll deal with. Flexibility with the expectations, being flexible, having balance. You know, you have an expectation of you're gonna, this person's gonna show up on time, but you kind of know they always show up 20 minutes late, you know, when you wanna go out with your friend or something, having flexibility, right? That That's, that's coming from a place of compassion and love. Being honest with who you are and what matters to you. Saying no when something doesn't feel right. Setting limits on what you're comfortable talking about. But again, that's a I, I, we want to say that's a fine line because you need to share and communicate. But if you've communicated, you don't need to keep repeating five or six times. I was talking to a friend or a couple of friends of mine who said, I give people three tries. And I was like, you're exactly right. It's like three strikes and you're out. Three strikes. You need to go to the doctor to check that out. You need to go to the doctor to check that out. You need to go to the doctor. And if that person keeps telling you about that, 
right? I have this pain in my knee. And you're like, why don't you get it checked out? And you look up in six months, a year, and this person hasn't, you know, for me, I'm like, I can't care about you more than you care about this thing. But I, and I have shared that, right? Taking a temporary time out when you're upset, take a time out. Um, and then it's about safety. How can you maintain safety in your relationships? And understand that cultivating these relationships and communicating in them is, is important, right? So I hope that landed well. Um, I feel like, I, I just felt like since that had been coming up in conversations these past few weeks with a couple of friends of mine, and I was like, I think, you know, this idea of boundaries versus walls, it popped in my head. You know, I was like, I wonder if this is a real thing. And then I Googled and I'm like, oh, it is a real thing. And, you know, it's studied by psychologists and things like that, boundaries versus walls. And so this is where I'm, I'm coming from, just kind of my reading on, you know, why people don't know the difference between a boundary and a wall and how they're, you know, probably, or perhaps not probably, um, how they grew up, how much dysfunction was in their family, what kind of trauma or tragedies have occurred to them and their families, that all plays into if you're going to be a good boundary setter or if you're going to be over here creating barriers and walls. And we're put on this earth to discover that about ourselves, to flesh that out. That's the work. I'd like to end by reading You Were Born Again. And I didn't give the author of this poem, L. Sixfingers, wrote this in 2021. You were born. You were born at the dark of the moon, eyes gazing up at the stars, unknown to the world, sheltered among amongst the redwoods in the heart of a city. You were born during strange times, but our grandmothers saw this coming and their grandmothers and their grandmothers. So under the slightest light of a crescent glimmer, they birthed and mended and dreamed up what it might be that we would need to transform and be transformed by these strange and heartbreaking and hopeful times. And you were born at the dark of the moon, but there was a murmuration of grandmothers there pulling back the veil of night so that a crescent light could guide you home, so that weathered hands could hold the shape of you, so that their wisdom might glimmer upon your brow. And again, that's L. Sixfingers, the author of that beautiful poem, You Were Born. So I hope this message resonated with you today, or perhaps it'll resonate three days from now or three weeks from now, but let me know. Thank you for being subscribers. If you're a paid subscriber, thank you so much. I appreciate you supporting me in the content I provide here on Some Pros in a Poem. And if you're a free subscriber, consider becoming paid. It's it's fairly minimal and it helps support my work, my writing, and my creative space here. So thank you so much for listening. Be blessed. <laughs>